Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. will be explaining how the Lord desires you to understand prophecy and its fulfillment, especially as we get closer and closer to the end times. Remember, those who believe these things and believe in the Lord's second coming will keep themselves pure just as He is pure. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 21st, 2024. Doubtless, many of you have heard from your children and or have yourself as children asked this question of, are we there yet? And the question can be incessant as the child pesters their parents, wanting to know how much longer is it going to be? And of course the reason is that there's such an excitement in anticipating arriving at the final destination, which can never come soon enough. Thus the question, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Well, many of us are like that child, childlike, as a child of God, asking the question of, are we there yet? And we know we must be close as we seem to be heading speedily in the direction to our final destination, which actually only adds to our excitement. So what do we do? We ask our Heavenly Father who's driving, Abba, Baba, Daddy, are we there yet? And His response, almost. We'll be there before you know it. Of course what I'm speaking of is the anticipation and excitement of the pre-tribulation rapture of the church and how close we are to our final destination, the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Are we there yet? We're so close. And we're so excited. Now there's always a point in any illustration or analogy where it kind of breaks down a little bit, and such is the case here, because Never imagine our Heavenly Father just, you know, responding with an irritation. You know, you just, you just ask me, we're not there yet. Stop asking me, are we there yet? Never imagine our Heavenly We say that to our children, but God will never say that. In fact, it's really the opposite. He will in no way try to pacify us, or worse yet, get us to stop asking Him. No, He wants us to ask Him because there is a crown in store for those who long for, are excited for, are watching for, anticipating His appearing 
when that trumpet sounds and the church of Jesus Christ is raptured. So he answers the question lovingly always, because it's true. We are almost there, and we just need to hang in there. We'll be there before we know it. You can keep asking. That's a good thing. There are many, many more, but we'll look at just four of the reasons as to why it is that we're truly almost there. And I hope you hear my heart when I say this. I truly believe this with all of my heart. This is why I get up here every week and yell at you and spit on everybody in the front row. We're so close. I truly believe with all my heart, we're almost there. Are we there yet? Almost. Actually, I'm going to take it a little bit further at the conclusion. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But four reasons, and they're not in any particular order, but the four reasons just so happen to be in the form of an acrostic. You know what an acrostic is? Many of the Psalms are written in acrostic form. So the acrostic is peep, as in chirp or squeak, as in another childhood saying only this time from the parent to the child, I don't want to hear a peep out of you. That's the acronym, PEEP, P-E-E-P, except we're actually not just going to make a PEEP or hear a PEEP with our PEEP acrostic. We're going to hear a very loud PEEP, as we're about to see. A loud PEEP politically, a loud PEEP economically, a loud PEEP environmentally, and a very loud peep personally, all of which point to our soon arrival, or better said, our soon departure in the rapture. So how am I doing so far? Okay, are we good? All right. I think I'd be grossly remiss were I not to lay a scriptural foundation with several prophecies in the Bible, starting with Revelation chapter 13, verse 7, in the arena politically. We're told it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given him over, listen, every tribe, tongue, and nation, every nation on earth, geopolitically, will be under his authority, politically, economically. This is well known. I'll read it. Revelation 13, beginning in verse 15. He was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast. That's interesting so that it could speak and cause, or as some of your translations render it, force. It's an interesting word in the Hebrew. All who refused to worship the image to be killed. He also, verse 16, forced everyone, caused everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, 
which is the name of the beast, or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is a man's number. His number is 666. Let's move from economically to environmentally. Revelation 11 verse 18. Notice the nations again. We're angry, and your wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Romans 1 verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. In other words, creation, not the Creator is worshiped. Romans 8, I'll begin reading in verse 19. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans. You've got to growl when you say groans. And labors with birth pangs together until now. Let's go from environmentally to lastly, personally, in Revelation chapter 14. I'll begin reading in verse 9. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image, and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name, doomed, damned forever and ever, all eternity. Should I ask you again how you're doing now? That's what I thought. These four reasons collectively are, if you will, evidence of just how close we are to the rapture. So the question of, are we there yet? Oh, we're so close. And here's why. These four reasons, again, there are many more than these four, but these are the reasons why we are so close. We are almost there.
I'll start with the first reason we're almost there, and it's because of what's now happening politically, especially with 2024 being an election year. Because we did a, I'll call it a daring deep dive, it wasn't just a deep dive, it was a daring deep dive, into the political arena last week, I'll just reiterate that today's political arena is political theater. Please stay with me and hear me out. By political theater, I mean the two sides of the political aisle are actually two wings on the phoenix rising from the ashes of confusion and chaos to bring order. It's order out of chaos and darkness to light, but it's a false light. If I'm not mistaken, Lucifer, Satan, appears as an angel of light. In fact, that's what Lucifer means, light bearer. Lucifer to illuminate, lumens, light. For evidence of this, one need look no further than to this introductory video on the website of a business organization, also known as an aggregator, who collates the details of an individual's financial affairs so that the information can be presented on a single website. In this case, it's a website called TwinTowerCity.com, which is a digitable, digitable, <laughs> let me try to not marry those two words together, digital collectible, you can say digitable if you want, is promoting Trump as saving billions vis-a-vis -vis Operation Warp Speed, thus defeating darkness. I'm going to share with you some screenshots and associated quotes from the video. It starts off with an image of Trump as the forces of light, and it then shows an image of Obama who they face, quote-unquote, as, quote, a sinister, dark cabal. You see what's going on here? We have, you can't have the light without the dark. You can't have the dark without the light. We need the good to defeat the evil, but that's not what it is. It's the evil defeating evil. No, but it's light. No, it's a false light. It's Satan appearing as an angel of light. And here he is to save the day, save the country at least. Well, it gets better. Pictured here are the 17, hang on for a second, I have to expound on the number 17. There are 17 sustainable development goals in Agenda 2030, which we're going to talk about later. 17, you might remember, was the number of Q, as in QAnon. I did an update in 2020 about the deception of Q. Yeah, but they quote scriptures. I know. Satan knows the scriptures better than you ever will, and me too. So, wow, what a coincidence. 17 is not a coincidence. This is demonic. This is satanic. 
and it's deceptive and it's confusing because yeah, good, light, defeat, bad, dark, evil. Well, who, who's the bad guys? Oh, we got 17 dark warriors wielding 17 dark items. Now this is a digital, and by the way, for those of you that don't know about NFTS, I butchered that acronym, it's non-fungible uh, tokens, where you sell things digitally that actually don't even exist for big bucks. It's all digital currency, cryptocurrency, using blockchain technology, which we'll talk about in a moment. This is a whole nother world. It's all part of the whole virtual reality. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone there. That's another up update for another time. But this is Yuval Harari saying, we're just going to give them drugs and video games, and they're going to live in a virtual world, these useless people. Did you know that you're useless people? <laughs> well, we won't be here to be use useless people. So 17 dark warriors wielding 17 dark items. And look at these images, Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein, George Soros. And then it's followed by cards with 9-11. Hmm. Hmm. And the so-called, I'm not going to say the word yet, among others. Bad, evil, dark. Wait, that's so confusing because I thought he was the father of the... I won't say it yet. In fact, he got visibly angry when he did not, quote, get enough credit for being the father of the... I won't say it yet. Curiously and conveniently, there are 17 light warriors wielding 17 light items. The images, of course, Elon Musk. Melania Trump? Yeah. Rudy Giuliani. And let's not forget Michael Flynn. I did an update, and I'll tell you, I, I don't know, well, I'm going to talk about it in a moment. I had video documents verbatim of Michael Flynn praying a prayer that was channeled through a New Age witch, verbatim, verbatim. And here's these Christians in this massive auditorium, tens of thousands of people chanting it, repeating it after him. It is satanic. And Christians are like, yes, the light, beat up the bad guys, light over darkness, good over evil. If I'm going to get through this, I better stop doing this. So look at the cards too. We've got a man kneeling before a Christian cross. Oh, they're Christians. Please don't be so stupid. By the way, stupid's in the Bible. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Don't be so naive. Don't be so gullible. Oh, look, they got a fish on the back of their car. What if I told you 
and this is many years ago, that there were ruthless businessmen that would put a fish in their advertising of their business just so they could get the Christian's business. Because the Christian comes in, their guard is down, their sheep to the slaughter, and they got another one. And they don't just shear them, they skin them take advantage of them. And so they're so gullible. They're like, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, praise the Lord. And they know the language, by the way. And so they take advantage of you. And here you thought innocently, naively, that you were dealing with a Christian in that business context, only to find out that they were making merchandise of you and laughing all the way to the bank. One last thing on that. I just Let me have it. Let me get it off my chest. I'm learning over the years that, sadly, and I've started up businesses, sold them, planted churches. And I got to tell you, whether in the arena of the secular or the arena of the sacred, there are many times I would rather do business with the non-Christian. And one of those reasons is because how am I going to be salt and light if I only do business with Christians? Uh, How am I going to, how many people are one to Christ because of a business transaction or a business relationship? Anyway, I digress. Thank you for letting me have that. I feel much better now. You probably don't, but that's all right. So look at these, these, these images on these playing cards, digital playing cards, a Christian cross, a man kneeling before it, and an image with Romans 8.28 on it. Oh, they've got to be Christians. Here's a screenshot towards the end of the video that states, and I quote, at what stage in the game do you play the trump card? Translate it, it's all a game and the masses are being played. If I could be so candid, this is why it is that I don't have permission from the Lord to ever be bashful when it comes to speaking the truth about politics. It may be the unpopular truth, but it's the truth nonetheless, and the sooner Christians come to terms with this truth, the better. Simply put, they are all actors and they are all following a script. And the fact of the matter is, many Christians believe that this reality show is reality. It's not. It's all theater, and you're being played. Whenever I have, because I don't have permission from the Lord to just kind of soften it up or water it down. Whenever I speak the truth in love because of love, I mean I know what's coming. I'm going to be excoriated. In fact, I already have written the reply or the comment or the email that we're going to get. In fact, I write the the excoriating emails better than the people who send them. I already know what they're going to say. And I've been labeled as having what's been dubbed Trump derangement syndrome, which is interesting in and of itself. 
We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.